covering from the Stand Up Talk Radio Network. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you have a way harder time getting through life than the average person, Ari. I, I don't know why anybody would listen to this. I know I won't. Ari, your advice single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to You're listening to Unlicensed. 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 Unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. Ari Mendes. Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Therapy with me, your host, Ari Manis. If you're not familiar with the show, I have my friends come in, comedians, actors, artists, with their problems, their issues, a therapy session, if you will. Now, if you're wondering, Ari, what gives you the right to give therapy? Who are you? You're right. I'm not a licensed therapist. I wasn't a psychology major in college. I'm not even the guy my friends go to for advice. But you know what? I care. Now, today we have my friend Stephen Randolph here. He is a stand-up comedian, an improvisational artist. He's taken a lot of improv classes. He's done some light acting work, some writing work. He's a friend. He works as a door guy at the world-famous comedy store. I mean, he runs his own show at The Meltdown. Everything's going his way. He does whatever he wants. He has a good job. He lives in an apartment in Venice Beach. He has no debt. He has good credit. He's... Gets on a lot of shows around town. He's well-liked for the most part. So, Stephen, why are you here? I don't know. I, I, You know, I'm just along for the ride. I have my own podcast. I, I have a lot of guests on. And lately, I've been guests on other people's podcasts. And I, and it's always fun. And um, wherever you want to steer the ship, man, I'm an open book. Well, Ask this, away. One, this one isn't supposed to be fun. This one is supposed to be... Maybe that's why this I canceled twice. To be, you didn't cancel. No, maybe you, I forgot. You but, you forgot and rudely listen. Let me tell you something. Uh, didn't right? show up. Let me and I apologize for that. I truly do. But one time I went to get my cat, and that's probably what I was picking up on. I went to get my cat. Um, what do you call it when they cut their dicks? Neutered. Neutered. It was an outdoor indoor cat. You have a cat. In your apartment. In I Venice? did. No, this is huh. this was before. One time, like ten years ago, I I had a cat. It was an indoor outdoor cat and I went to get it neutered. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get it neutered. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, it, it always came at this certain time to get food in the morning. I was like, that's what I'm going to grab it. The lady was like, the cats know. And she told me that she the night before she said, put it in the house the night before because you're not going to find it the next day. They have a sixth sense. They know when you're going to grab them and take them. I couldn't find the thing for fucking two days. So I think that's what happened with you and I is I knew that there was going to be some pain involved and maybe that's why I just let it slip my mind. Maybe uh, that could be it. I think that you just, you know, don't take it seriously. You think, what's this going to do for me? It's not going to get me much personal gain. Why do it? No, I don't think, you know what I think it is? I think also what I, what I realize, and it's wrong of me to do, but I, and this is very wrong of me to do, but I think I'm more casual with my friends. And and like it's almost like I respect strangers time more than my real friends time because like oh my real friends will understand you yeah. know what i mean and that's not right i don't like that and it's something i probably should work on so 
I want to, you know, just t- let you know that I acknowledge that. That's that taking advantage of your kindness and taking advantage of the fact that we're friends. Mm-hmm. If if you were a stranger, asked me to do a podcast, I would be there on time the first right. time. And I think it was like just the comfort I think, level. You know, that's a problem I could relate to. I'm mm-hmm. sure I've done that before, but it sounds like you, you know it exists. You're acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something to work on. So there's not really much more advice I could give you on the matter besides take care of it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. All right. Okay. I will. It won't happen yeah. again. What other issues are going on in your life? Sex addiction right now. Today's 30 days. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Just for myself, that's, you know, probably an issue a lot of guys have on different levels. And I, I definitely think that I have that issue. And I know that I could not do 30 days. This I is couldn't. T- today I, was 30 days and I feel very emotional today. I feel frazzled. I'm not making excuses for my tardiness before, but like, you know, our friend Hannah, I, yeah. I, I booked her three weeks ago for my, my, um, my show, my Palapalooza show at right. the nerd melt. And, uh-huh. uh, I fucking book someone else two days ago. Just, just, I wasn't like a, it, it like, be, now, I mean, did you have her, do you have her in your phone set to do I, it I, or you didn't? I forgot to put her in my so phone that's the, where it happened. I it forgot wasn't, to put you yeah. in my phone. You know what I mean? I forgot to put like mean, the, this our, podcast, this podcast yeah. in, in my phone. I forgot right. to put her thing in my phone. Um, but I'm usually good about that. One of the signs of withdrawal is, um, it, this is just confusion. Like your brain synapses are like, I'm, I'm pretty off, dude. I'm, I'm pretty fucking off lately. Do you I, think that has something to do with you not masturbating? Cause I feel like, yeah, it's called, it's withdrawal. I mean, anybody out there can Google it. It's sex and love addiction. I'm in day 30. I'm in the withdrawal phase, dude. And it's like, what does that mean exactly? Because I'm not quite sure. So why, what's the correlation between you not masturbating or having sex to do with you not putting things in your calendar? My, my whole, my, my whole, um, I've been very confused lately. I've been at a loss of words. Like my synapses aren't firing. Like, you know, I'm an, I'm an ex heroin addict. I was addicted to opiates from. 98 to 2008 but when i pulled the plug on that when i withdrew it was the same kind of uh same kind of like spaciness like you're just not all there your your body is trying to like reconfigure you know what i mean now but that's kind of conflicting because you also the other day you said you've been doing very well on stage and that's because you haven't been having sex or masturbating so how come you're firing better on stage but worse when it comes to scheduling and calendar and I, you know why because good art comes from your heart and my um my brain hasn't been working as much so i haven't been able to overthink things because like l- last monday at potluck I, that was the most fun i've ever had on stage i was blank before i went up there i was like i don't know what i what i want to do so that's why i started dancing along with the piano and just kind of went into this free form thing like i i I'm like, fuck, I'm looking at my set. Like the stuff I wrote while I was in addiction, I'm like, I'm, I'm finding it hard to connect to. So like, I'm in, like, I'm in my heart more and I'm more intuitive and less like, less intellectually like thinking. And, and I, and I hope to God it goes back to both of, maybe I'll meet at some place where it's, they're both connecting. But like right now, like I'm, I'm being, I'm not making, I'm being serious. My, my brain's a little off. I'm, I'm miss. And how long do you think you'd have to go before your brain heals itself? I don't know how many days I don't I don't know I honestly don't know with 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 heroin it was five months and I was off I was fucking off you know I thought I lost I thought I lost which it. was an easier addiction to quit heroin uh, heroin was easier to quit than fucking no th- masturbation and yeah. sex mm-hmm. mine is PMO porn masturbation orgasm as soon as I got sober the night that they threw me into a detox it was a cold turkey detox I just started beating off five to six times a day so really? it, even as you were in tons of physical pain yes, and withdrawal, you could still beat off because it was the only thing that made it stop for five seconds. 
So you're you're looking for anything. You'll you'll eat sugar. You're you're looking to like yeah, anything. Uh, anything. Get in a fight. That's why like a lot of people get gain a lot of weight and rehab stuff. That like was, that. That's yeah. what they and they have food specifically. And they make you eat a lot. But um, yeah. So that's true. Most people get me get, get a gambling addiction, a sex addiction. There's a it, it, the ism like alcoholism. It it just transfers to something else. Yeah. You just keep chasing the ism. So now seven years later, here I am acknowledging this. Now I have a question for you. This is both for me and for the listeners out there because you know not that masturbation is necessarily a bad thing but like i wish i had the willpower to not do it for a week budweiser is not a bad thing but for me it is you know what i mean sugar is not a bad thing but for rick ingram it but is. i'm saying it hasn't even affected my life negatively yeah. my penis isn't chafing mm-hmm. uh you know i'm not grossing out girls or pulling my penis out for, i'm not doing weird things but you know it I know there must be an issue. The fact that I went to Israel for 10 days and I had roommates Mm -hmm. and I woke up at four in the morning and went to the bathroom into this disgusting bathroom and lay down on the ground of the bathroom and (laughs) masturbated to porn on my phone (laughs) in a private place. That was your, what do you call it? Literally your holy trip. And not that have anything with holy, but just the fact that that I couldn't go on not. Oh, that was your birthright. My birthright. But that's what you did. That's like, you don't see the humor in that. Like you went back to the, to the promised land to beat off on a floor on red. I mean, when you put it like that, yeah, but that's the issue I'm having isn't even that. It's the fact that like I couldn't have the discipline to just like, okay, Ari, you have two roommates. Just go to sleep. And and not do it tonight. Right, I would jerk off yeah. in my car into a condom. Not all the time. That wasn't right. my that wasn't my thing. Right, right. Like, but, but if it you just, needed to, like I would smoke weed in my car. It wasn't my thing. But you got to smoke. You know, you got to smoke. Right, and- right. So so as a guy who clearly has no willpower to quit, is the fact that I'm waking up at four in the morning and go masturbate in the bathroom. Absolutely, yeah. How do you do it? How do you stop? I've, I've been I've been praying, dude. I've been praying. And Are you religious? I'm not, but I'm I. You know, you get to that point, or at least I do. With, with all addictions where you're like, I can't stop. That's step one, right? In 12-step program, I can't stop. I'm powerless. Yeah, I'm powerless. Okay. Exactly. Powerless. That, I'm yeah. powerless over fill in the blank. My life has become unmanageable. That's that's the that's step one in all 12-step, You know, whether it's gambling, whether it's sex. I'm powerless over alcohol. Okay, I can't stop drinking. Most people go, you go up to a bum on the street who has a, a whiskey and, and, and he's stumbling and you're like, hey, can I help you? He's like, he'd be like, with what? And you're like, with your drinking. He's like, I could stop what I want. So he just hasn't done it. He a, hasn't acknowledged the fact that he's powerless. That's 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 where okay, all... Okay, I'll acknowledge right now. You already did step one. Yeah. You know, you're like, step it's one. unmanageable. Yeah. And, so, and so step two is accepting the help of a higher power. I grew up Catholic, freaked me out. Very scared. I believed. I believed that there was Jesus and that he was a vengeful God. I, I, you know, like a lot of my best friends who were in the same Catholic school as me would just were like looking at me like my best friend Casey was like, we were reading the Bible. He's like, this is bull. I'm like, this is real. And we're all going to be punished because I can't stop thinking about girls. I can't. You know what I mean? I just I grew up believing that I was bad, that I would be punished. So do, what God do I believe? I don't know. But I'm in such a place of pain and frustration and um, and hopelessness and like, I, look, I can't stop. 12 steps suggest you create your own higher power. I, I don't know what that is. Love. Yeah, that's I, that's. Uh, I mean, not that I've taken a 12 step, but yeah. like I wouldn't know how to do that right now because I don't I, really have, believe in a higher power necessarily. I, and I'm, I'm learning. I'm just going, hey, I need help. If, if there is something. Right. Here's where I'm at. If there is something which I'm starting to feel right. in my gut, Maybe. there is. Okay. It, the big question mark out there, because what is God? I mean, try to fucking explain that. Like, it's it's, it's impossible. Okay, so you're saying you're I saying I pray to the question whatever's mark. out there. That's please help me. Power, please, please help, help me, me for another twelve and that's hours what you're today. To. Yeah. And I do it in twelve hour increments till twelve this afternoon. Then till then till midnight. You know, please help me till this time. Please help me. To, thank you. At the end of the day, thank you for freeing me from the obsession to drink and use. 
to act out sexually, blah, blah, blah. And so I pray for that. I pray, I, I ask it and it's like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but, it, but if there's nothing, I'm at the point now where like my intellectual days, intellectualizing God were years ago. I, I'm like, I need help with something. It's like, it's almost like there's no loss in asking a big question mark for help. If they sure. don't, if it doesn't help you, then okay, then it doesn't Got help. It. Then it's like, but it's been helping. So okay. when I've kind of surrendered to that, like whatever that is, whatever, I don't dude, I don't know what it is. I, you know, on paper, I guess now I'm a Buddhist. I chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. I got into the SGI Buddhism. It really, really helps you me that while you're praying. Um, or you I, do that I do two different things. I, I, I chant in the morning on my best mornings. I chant for like five, 10 minutes. And then I, um, and then I pray in the morning too. just, by praying, I mean like asking for help, for help to the big unknown. Got it. And it and it's been helping. And then I call uh, other sex addicts a couple times a day. But today's thirty days. I'm, I I gotta admit, or I'm I'm a little weird, dude. I'm a little uncomfortable. You've seen how sensitive I've been lately. I've been drawing boundaries with people. I'm very sensitive. Do you still get that urge to do it every single night? <laughs> yeah, night and morning, dude. I, I I've been beaten off since I was fucking ten years old, like four times a day. Like yeah. it's it's a big. And here's the thing. As soon as I stopped doing heroin, I started beating off six times a day. So when you do heroin, it feels like an orgasm, right? So you shoot up, boom. It's just like you just came. So I was doing that all the time. So so some way or another, since the time I was 10 years old, I haven't been more than four hours away from a, a euphoria overload, like a, a chemical overload. Orgasm. So an orgasm, basically. Yeah. So like, first of all, you, it begs the question of of why am I so uncomfortable that I'm needing to be blasted off into space every four hours by an orgasm? Like <laughs> yeah. what is so wrong that you're needing to take a rocket ship out of this planet? Right. It's just another addiction, another drug and another fix, another fix. But like, what's so miserable? Why do you need to be, what are you trying to fix? It's like you said, I think it's just, you've been doing it since you were 10 and it's built up. It's not necessarily that you need. It's just, that's what you've, your life is. It feels, yeah, it feels you're good. addicted well, to it. I'm addicted to it. So it now it's good. So right when, when you stop heroin, like sex addiction was a very good friend to just come right in. And I just started banging chicks in rehab and it just started, you know, just, just, and like you and I are different in the fact that you're pretty selective and like, like when I'm like in my addiction, like I'm down to beat off four times a day and fuck a month and a half ago, right before I hit my bottom, I was just like, fuck man, I'm working for the attorney all day. So in the time it took for me to clock out, I went on okay Cupid. I found some 300 pound Mexican chick that lived in Lincoln park. Which is how far from where you were? I mean, I think it's Lincoln Park. I mean, you know, there's so many like little cities. Like I'm guessing it's, it was, it was East. I'm in downtown Los Angeles. It's in East Los Angeles. So some weird little uh, 1950s, like Cesar Chavez, like, you know, just some weird little, uh, whether it was Lincoln Park or. or, or um, A little kind of poor area, working poor, class area. Poor, very below working class. Yeah. Poor like gangster area. I think it was Lincoln Park. I get confused, but I, I found her online. I was like, hey, you want to fuck? And she's like, come over. I didn't even know who she was. The picture was all fucked. She looked nasty in her picture. And, yeah. I, and I just, I was like, I couldn't stop. But that's I, how badly you wanted it. In five o'clock in the summer during the day, drove over from downtown LA, Skyrise downtown. I remember this day. Yeah, you remember that day? Yeah. I came all over my fucking shirt, dude. And like, so I had my comedy short store. I'm like putting my comedy store shirt on as I'm walking over to my car, I drive over to this chick. I, she's like, you better get out of here, dude, because there's gangsters everywhere. I pull over on the side of the road while people are walking by. She just gives me a hand job. Like, in your car? In my car. Why she, Now, why didn't you go to her place? Because she lived with her family, dude. Uh, it was okay. like some slum, dude. You know, some like slum. She she walks out. I'm like, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this, dude. She said that or you're saying I'm that? I'm doing I'm what like, I can't her? believe. 
Dude, what not, about her issues? She didn't even give a fuck, dude. She does it all the time. All you think? the time. She was kind of like half retarded that you were so good looking for her. Or? Probably, probably a, a mixture. But she was like, you know, just some some three hundred pound Mexican chick who's just kind of a ding dong, dude. And you know, and and did just, she have like a, a Mexican accent? Yeah, big time. Wow. Big. She awesome. was a big. Dude, she barely get in my Nissan Versa, dude. So she like when she got in the the the, the right side of the car went down, and so I just whipped my dig out. She just jacked it off. I came on my shirt. I'm like, fuck. Eric was like. Well, like he didn't, he didn't say nothing, but I could tell like, like there's a couple people. Cause like I busted a nut literally was like, get out. I got to go. I dropped her off. Cause we just swung right. around the block. And I just mocked it over to the comedy store. The comedy store. We're setting up the main room for, you know what I mean? Are you for, wearing the same shirt? Or I'm are you wearing the same one? shirt. Yeah. I kind of like wiped it. You know, right. I, I busted like a little bit on my shirt. Right. And so I'm like, my eyes are glazed over. I've been working all day. I'd worked right. the night before at the store. So I'm just, just like, a mess, kinda. I'm just a fucking mess. You know, it like, looked like I was stoned. You know, everybody's like, everybody's like, what's wrong with you today? I was just like out of it, bro. Like just out of it. And the is g- that the point where you realize like, I need a, it was, check it was, and stop this shit. It, it was, it, dude. Is when, when the girl you wanted you're powerless. No, it was when the girl wanted to live in a baby crib. Remember, I was th- I was showing Rick oh, Ingram yeah, yeah. the 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 some girl wanted to live in a baby crib in my room, dude. And she was like, <laughs> she had a. Remember, were you there <laughs> yeah, that night? Yeah. It was the same night. Yeah, it was the same night. So then that night, I'm three hours into a shift, thinking like I can't never do this again. So I go right back on that the website, and I find this girl within fucking minutes. I, I, I listen. I've been boning off the internet since 94. I'm 35. <laughs> what service did you use in 94? AOL chat rooms, dude. Mm. Just my, my dad brought home the internet, was like, this is the internet. Explained to me what it was. And instantly I was like, oh, we're going to get into some weird. Sh-. He's like, you could talk to people from all over the world. And I was like, great. And then he had a, a like, like, a, like an old school, like 94 digital camera. And I was like, that's, you know, just. You just give a monkey a fucking stick at a rock. You know, yeah. I was like, okay, shit's going to get fucked up. <laughs> and I instantly uploaded a fucking picture of my medium sized dick and just went into Pat. Dude, keep in mind Pasadena chat rooms where most people didn't have a pick. So it's just like the yellow pages. And I'm just like, hey, what's up? 14 year old fucking dude. Just sending dick pic, dick pic, dick pics. Just sharing yeah. dick. You know, just like just getting weird. dude. I've been getting weird. So, so no, that, that's not true. I, I waited like, I waited like six months to get really weird. My friend Taylor yeah. Ketchum, who's a stand-up comedian living in New York, he, he and I grew up together and his parents got the internet pretty early on. He's like, dude, you got to fucking check this out. Then showed me all these weird chat rooms. And like, yeah. he was the first one I know to fuck a girl off the internet. We were, we were kids, dude. We were like, like just puberty, like last year, probably. So we had a Denny's around the corner from my house and he's like on my computer all night. Like my mom went to sleep and he's like, dude, he's like 300 pounds at the time he was a big dude he was like t- typing like <laughs> and he's like hey i'm gonna go meet this person at denny's i'm like for what he's like the fuck i'm like what do they look like he's like i don't know so then he comes back 45 minutes later and he's like dude it was a chick but she had like this mustache thing uh, and, then, and then but did then he fuck her though i think he fucked her yeah my friend uh-huh. taylor was gnarly he'll fuck anything yeah yeah he, he was the gnarliest dude i've ever met he's funny dude funny guy he just got a he just got some tv show some show cool. but uh <laughs> some stand-up show but uh he and i started off together we, we actually started shooting heroin together too but he he and i were just like all right dude this girl's screen name is this and we just take turns and we were both just hunting on the internet so like like i said i could rustle up uh something something in 15 minutes i can get it i can you could drop me off in fucking any city in the world with a, with the internet connection i'll get laid in 16 minutes i just got right. it you just everybody's like oh does she like me does she like me not bro you, you don't fish with a pole 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't throw it one bait. I'm going to put my little worm on my hook and throw it out there and wait. Like, bro, you just do like the Vietnamese fishermen and just cast nets. I mean, there that is, you know, when I hear you talk about that, yeah, that is a skill you have for sure. But then at the same time, I'm like, most of those chicks, I probably wouldn't give the time of day to. All right. None of those chicks None would. None of those chicks. They're None of those gross. chicks. So that's, that's what you and I are different. Which than takes all. the skill out of it because it's like, I could do that. It's like a... Theo Vaughn's joke where he says, I went on a blind, I got set up with a blind date and then I saw the girl. I'm like, I could meet that chick myself. It's like, That's really, he's, it's he's like, my favorite dude. Yeah, he's great. So it's like when I see the chicks that, you know, and I hear about that 300 pound Mexican chick, it's like, okay, I could just go to Wendy's but, but, right now and talk to the girl working behind the counter. But the girl, take the, her home. the girl that wanted to live in my room in a baby crib that same night, she was a 10. Yeah. Yeah. My friends are like, I can't believe this girl's talking to you. Yeah. She just graduated high school. She had triple D tits. She was a ballerina with triple D tits <laughs> who wanted to live in a baby crib in my in my house and have me buy toys and yeah, just you watch. hit her up again. <sighs> 30 days, baby. No. <laughs> okay. So you have that in check, at least for 30 days. It's in God, check right yeah, now. Yeah, I've been handing it. So what's what issues are going on in your life? Fear fear of intimacy, fear of member of friend of friendship, dude. I, I'm afraid to hang out with other dudes with no purpose. Yeah, we've had this you discussion. You don't believe I don't, that that's a thing. I, I, As a well, therapist, no, you should like, know it I is. don't feel... Well, I'll just... On a personal level, on a non-therapy... On a non-therapist-related note, as your friends, uh, I don't feel like I'm a good friend because you don't ever want to hang out with me. You only hang out with me for work-related things. The only reason I got you over here today is to do the podcast. Now, my private time after, and you know I work probably 60 hours a week, the only time I have is in between my two jobs... And I usually spend that doing 12-step journaling and because I want to grow, writing jokes. Very, very, very busy. Very, um, I want, I, you know, I'm 35 already. Here's what I think people, I don't even know if people care. I'm just, let, let me share. Uh, I'm 35. I spent my teens and 20s on heroin. And, and, um, and I missed, like, you're 25 right now? 26. 26. I was fucking on Skid Row, try, like, not not showing up for comedy. So now all of a sudden I sober up. I'm 28. I'm, I, I'm scared to stand up for a couple years. I do. I hide out in improv, which I, it's a great art form, but it's not stand-up. Stand-up's the hardest thing in the, for me in the world. I free, you know, I meet Tripoli, meet Hinchcliffe, meet all these guys. They help me. And I fucking run away. Run away in a relationship and hide. And now I'm back. And I right, finally. And you feel like you, you're making up for lost time. I'm making up for lost time. I understand that. And okay, so what what you don't count is that like my only free time is the two hours before I go to bed and maybe an hour in between my two jobs. And I give I've given that to you so many times. You I, I've spent more time with you than my mom, my brother, my friend anybody. Well, you're not talking to your mom and brother, so I mean that's Well, they're not know. friends right now. Well, I I mean I Listen. I give you. I've gone to eat with you for two hours after listen, work, listen, and you listen. don't count that. Listen, what I'm saying is, I obviously know we're friends. I'm joking when I'm like, you're okay. not my friend, but I get it. You're busy. You're making up for last time. You're working hard. You're grinding. I get it. But you know, at the same time, like fuck you. Like you could make a little time if 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 your friend wants to hang out one time. And I'm not saying you have to do it right now. I'm, I'm saying afraid to hang out with time. other dudes right. with no. So that's the agenda. real issue. That's the real issue. It's fear not that you intimacy. don't have time. It's that your fear because you know you hang out with Chelsea. You hang out with friends girls. that are girls, right? But girls that are friends. So you can hang out with guys that are friends. I'm gonna start learning that, and that's something in recovery that I'm gonna start exploring because it's a fear I have. If it's a fear, the acronym to fear is false evidence appearing real. 
Like, you know what? If as healthy as it is to write down your 12 step, as healthy as it is to do all the things you're doing, you know what else is healthy? Just what? coming over and watching TV with me for an hour. Bill Posley is one of my best friends in my entire life, right? I've known him for six, seven years. I've never gone. He goes, dude, he does. He knows not to ask me because it would just be awkward. Yeah, but okay. You say it'd be awkward. Here's why it's not. Even if it, let's say you are feeling awkward, then you just watch the movie. Yeah, but then what if I'm like, then I just start getting in my head and then I got to leave. I get claustrophobic. And then I'll just say, sorry, you can't leave. You're trapped in here. And I lock the doors. All right. I'll kick out that window so fucking fast. Well, then you'd have to buy me a new window. No, I wouldn't because you're kidnapping me. <laughs> I would so. I would fucking go. I, I work for an attorney. Well, then I would just say, Stephen, you're my friend. Stop leaving. Sit down and relax. Are you going to lock me in here? Yeah, no, we have to get to it. We both know we have to be somewhere at the same show at nine. So I can't really lock you okay. in here for that long. Is this door locked? It probably is right now, yeah. Don't lock. I, I'll leave. I'm really scared about being locked in the doors. I thought Why? Setup. What? Is this real? Are you I making a joke right now? What are I you talking about? Ask Aaron and Bill. What do you mean you're scared, you you're you're scared of locked doors? I don't like locked doors. I don't Why? like. Do you lock your door at night? Yeah, but I have the key. I swear to God, Ari, I, I put this on my, my <sighs> sex recovery. I and I don't put that on anything. I put yeah. this on my recovery. You don't put that. I, that's the most whole thing I hold sacred. I was about to kick out your windows right now. That, I mean, that, that would be. I was such about a to mistake. kick out your fucking windows right now. I would be so mad. I'd be so cold tonight. I, I dude. I almost. <laughs> I, I live I, here. Bill and Aaron, as a That'd joke, like I almost kicked out a though. shop window, dude. When we were practicing, you wouldn't first. You would before you kicked him out. You wouldn't say "let me out" or "I'll kick him out." You would just go straight. I gave to you that warning, right? I gave that was a test warning, and I didn't. Uh, I'm you wouldn't, you wouldn't talk about it for five minutes before jumping to such a rash move. You oh, it, it's I. My uncles used to trap me in elevators when I was younger. Uh, they used to do claustrophobic will you close things that door and lock it. Ari, right. I'll, I'll, dude, if you want to, if you want to play these games, I'll, I'll go psycho. I'm not playing game. I feel safer with that door locked. This is where I stay. This I don't know who's coming around here. One time, someone just walked into this room thinking it was a different apartment because I left it unlocked, and someone from the outside just walked in, and I'm like, I'm down with intruders. I just don't want to be trapped. I'm down yeah. to go hand to hand with anybody. I mean, I wasn't scared, but it's just like I don't want that happening. I prefer to just. <laughs> I just got an anxiety attack right now. Well, I feel like that's the biggest issue ever. I don't go to elevators like ever. Uh, the, I do if, if, they're, if they're nice, if they're nice, uh, like hotels where I know or like Vegas or like where I work downtown, but I won't go to P3. I won't go to private. Like the attorney had to, had to tell that I work for. We have a deal. If I get trapped in the elevator, he'll give me a thousand dollars because I won't go to P3. It's just What's weird. P3? Weird. I don't do L I don't do airplanes. I hate airplanes. What do you mean? What if you got a gig in in uh, I had to do New York. A, when I went to when I went to Maui, I had a nervous breakdown on the airplane and almost freaked Are out. Are you scared and, of heights? No, I'm scared. I'm claustrophobic. I, I don't want to be trapped anywhere and I'll, I will kill somebody to get out. So, yeah. How did you get to Hawaii? Did you just take like a sleeping pill? Uh, no, because I can't because recovery. I, I, I um, had a panic attack on the flight over there. Like, did people around you know you were having a panic attack? No, and then on the way home, I was just gonna freak out on the plane, and so and so I I looked over to this lady. She's now my Facebook friend, and I <laughs> I just said I don't I, I just said I don't know why I'm telling you this right now, but I'm about to freak the fuck out <laughs> to a random stranger on a plane. And she goes, "What are you freaking out?" I said, "I'm claustrophobic. We're in a tube, and I want out." Was she hot? 
Yeah, she's attractive. And if, no, if she but, was but, fat and ugly, would you have said no, no, it to her? No, no, but she was anyway? a mom. She was a mom sitting there with her uh, daughter and her, and uh, her yeah. husband. You oh, know, okay. she was like 50. Yeah, yeah. She was an attractive person, but it wasn't like that. And she goes, you're in luck. I'm a therapist. And so I talked with her the whole way over. And this is in Hawaii. I relapsed a night after Hawaii. That was the last time I had 30 days. I had a nervous breakdown in, in Maui. Wait, when you say relapsed in Hawaii, you mean you relapsed sexually? Yeah, a date with my ex. Yeah. yeah. She came. Remember, I flew her out because I had a panic. Uh, I thought you said you guys didn't have sex, though. We, we didn't have sex the whole fucking trip. But the, you did everything else. No, no, no. Nothing. No. Nothing then on the trip. Have, oh, you relapsed. The next morning, yeah, I, I woke up and I finger her and I jacked off on myself. I was like, please, please, please. I did that and I haven't seen her since, you know? She didn't like that? Dude, she was hot. Dude, that was a girl that was yeah. in high school, remember? Yeah. 18. Okay, Cupid. You're killing it. That was a fr- I almost I almost just kicked out your window. I would have been a pro- I don't Ask know Bill and I Aaron. It, they, I don't know if I would have forgiven you for that. I dude, in that's the point that I am, that I don't care. I don't like that's social I'm claustrophobic. It's a thing. I would freak out. I'm freaked out of like lock spaces. Like Rich Slayton tried to lock me downstairs. All right, if you got Rich Slayton tried to lock me downstairs in the basement, in the basement. of the comedy store, yeah. he did for a second. I started kicking the fucking door. I, I, we're freaking out. Okay, no, I get that. That's, I mean, that's not, that's probably another issue to work on, but it's, I think it's, I, I, I understand it. But what I don't get is just, jumping straight to kicking the window in as opposed to saying hey Ari like I'm claustrophobic do you think you would let me out if you had just said that I'd be like okay Steven well why don't you calm down and I'll open the door but just going I'm going to kick your window and it's like why don't you take like a a few steps in your head before you get I'm I'm, I'm afraid it's a phobia so I don't I'm not rational it's like telling someone who's afraid of water just get in the water and think rational there's obviously it would be like telling someone in the instead of getting in the water to put your feet in the water no it's like it's like saying if there's a spider if someone's afraid of spiders and be like pet the spider just be rational you don't you're erat I'm irrational with that it's irrational what I'm doing it's not rational it's not sane I trust you a lot but not that not I don't trust you with locked doors yet see that how the top bolt right there has a bolt has a keyhole on the inside mm-hmm. all right you see you're getting a smirk right now and I don't trust that right <laughs> well, now what, what, what would happen if I locked it right now you'd, you'd be getting a new window and I would not pay for it <laughs> I'd, uh, maybe I'd what would I I'd have to call the police or something I'd get arrested to yeah. but then you'd have to pay for it I would say this guy told him I was claustrophobic he locked me in here and kidnapped me I wanted to leave I've, I've uh, thought about all these angles like you know you know what's funny that this is coming up this is interesting is that Every time I try to get sexually sober and I have a little bit of time, the claustrophobia gets really bad. And when, like, but if I if I just fucked right now, you'd be fine. I'd be fine. I wouldn't be thinking about it. It numbs the fear. So what what can we do to make it so that you're Eddie Ift wants to do a thing. He has it really bad. I went on his podcast. He has claustrophobia really well, bad. Have you? Do you know what the bingo bus is? Yeah. <laughs> I went into the bingo bus and I had a freak out on the bingo bus and I go, let me the fuck out because there's a camera crew blocking the door. And, yeah. and he was like, why? I'm like, I'm claustrophobic. And he's like, I am too. And and he, he has issues. Eddie Ift won't. Uh, he could only book hotels on the first floor. Like he has all these things in his writer around claustrophobia. And so he yeah. and I won't possibly want to do an episode on his thing where we get we get over it so i don't i don't know i don't know the answer to that I'd I, say, I think it's a trust thing i'd say how about this i'm gonna get some rope and tie you up and then and, I'm, I'm looking at your guitars like what do you care about that i get uh, no no i'm not saying i'm doing this right now i'm saying this is what we'll do to fix I don't, it all right i would like with your consent i'm not just gonna forcefully tie you up i'm saying how about with your consent we'll get rope you have an evil look in your eyes right now and this i don't I, like it i want to help you 
No, you have yeah. a Joker smile, dude. No, this would help you. I'm saying, I'm saying, as because this podcast is me giving you advice. I'm not saying I'm going to do this right now. I'm saying with your consent, how about we get rope. I tie you to this chair right here. Or maybe a chair I care less about. Maybe one of the wood chairs in my kitchen. And uh, then I lock the doors and I just put on a TV show and we sit there and watch TV for an hour. Why don't we do that sometime? <laughs> Ari. No. <laughs> why, why not? Because then everybody would have to would, die. Don't you think you'd grow from that? No, that, sound, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. But then after that, you'd be like, okay, as long as I'm not tied to a chair, I could handle the door being locked because at least I'm not tied to a chair. It's like, I, it's like pushing you to the extreme so that way everything else is less extreme. There's a, that's I'm just called, running ideas. That's called something, and I don't think it'll. I don't think it'd work. It's like you know, when you push, it'd make it worse. Maybe. Yeah, I had a really rough. I had a really violent, like kind of like crazy upbringing, and like my like my uncles, like a lot of people were like really aggressive and really violent, and like really like the, the way I got taught how to that way I was taught how to swim. I was four, and they just walked me off the end of a diving board and threw me in the center of the because, water. Oh, and I because thought you was, were scared to go in the pool, so they just no, like, they, they didn't even ask. It was just that's how I learned to swim, and like so like I have yeah, that side to me. Like, do you like swimming now? I love. Swimming. Okay. I love oh, so swimming. it worked. Yeah, but just the level of trust, the <laughs> right. level I have no trust. I have no right. trust in people. Hey, you know what though? How I trust I trust you, Brenton, Lucas Hurl. Lucas Hurl's a nice guy, Brenton's a nice guy. Uh, and that's about it. Uh how fun would that be though to film me tying you up to a chair and just forcing you to watch TV? Alright, I, I think the other the other part of that video. <laughs> When I come back to take everything, <laughs> no, but I'll you're, change you're your willingly life. doing it though. I, no, I'll change your life. If if anybody's listening, because I know like probably comedians listening to this think it's funny. I'm telling you, this is this is a fucking threat. If anybody tries to fuck with me like this, I I will fake like haha, it's funny, and I'll get you back. If you would do that from me tying you up to a chair and forcing you to watch TV and locking the doors, if you so would do, if I, if, if I would retaliate do, from kidnapping, if, is what we're calling it. Well, Let's kidna- call it kidnapping, but consent like for an hour to whatever. Your friend kidnapping you for a couple hours. Uh-huh. If you would retaliate by ruining my life for kidnapping for me, kidnapping yeah. you for a couple hours. If you would do that, how about the person who tried taking your girlfriend? How come you haven't ruined his life? You, you know why? Because why? because it's not smart for business right now. So it wouldn't be smart for business to ruin my life. Is is you get like what we did with Cuba. There's just no trading. There's no trading. There's no communication. A hundred percent disconnect. Yeah, I've my seen brothers, you do that to people. My brother's being embargo. Is it called an embargo? My right. brother, my mother, that one guy, and, and another guy. They're all embargoed right now. Who's the fourth guy? Who's my, the last my one? Brother, your brother, your his mother, roommate, the guy that you were talking oh, about trying okay. to fuck my got girlfriend it, and my it. mom. Oh, the roommate. They're okay. all they're all Cuba right now. They're embargoed, and we wish them well. I heard there's some great fishing there, <laughs> and uh, you know we'll revisit this in, when the next the next century. Last time I talked to you, you said you're never going to reach out the, to these people. You're, no. It's on them. It's on them to it's apologize. Them to if apologize. they don't apologize, we're done. So if your brother doesn't apologize. All right, how long has it been already? Four months. Four five, or five months. Four or five months. So if your brother doesn't apologize, five years from now, you're still not going to talk to him. Yeah. It's business. Well, it's family. Yeah, it's different. Well, he is your family, though. Everything's business. But he's also your family. I don't, that doesn't mean anything to me. Everybody's my family. You're my family. Yeah, but I don't, he, he shares he, blood with you. I don't, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not saying it has to. I'm yeah. just saying he's it's, your family. I'm not your family. I'm your it, friend. I, it doesn't. I don't hold. I don't hold family higher than anybody else. I. I. There's either people that are that 
that I love that, that support me and I support them. And then there's people who are unsupportive. That's the only two classes of people in my life. That's, that's the truth. That's the rock bottom truth. And if I feel unsupported by somebody, like it's no harm, like we're cool. I agree with you on that. I mean, it's like when I tell Family people, cause I, the most damage. I don't get along with my mom. They go, but she gave birth to you. I'm so like, what does that I don't mean? Care. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I don't care. That's a very shitty argument. She gave birth to you. So she should be able to cross boundaries, uh, uh, uh guilt, shame. I, she I don't went through labor the pain of giving birth to you yeah okay. she wanted to have a kid yeah that was her choice she wanted to have a kid right my mom wanted to have a kid right we're fine there's no i'm not i'm not uh jabbing at my my family i'm not trying to ruin them i'm just they've been embargoed we're done like we're just done right now we're done right now we could revisit that later but i'm not it's not a it is what it is dude if people if people are unsupportive listen i've been in a lot of therapy I, I, in 12 steps to help a lot of people, you know, who the people that fuck people up the most, their families. Yeah. It's not like this random guy at the post office. It's the mom. It's the older brother. It's the younger sisters did this. It's all, it's these immediate families create sure. serial killers. So I, I don't buy the, but it's your family. That means nothing to me. That doesn't mean anything to me. I love my dad, my sister, my brother, and my mother, but I, to me, there's people who support me like emotionally supportive and there's people who aren't that's the only two classes of people in my life whether it's a person behind me in line whether it's you whether it's anybody it's 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 either i'm like oh this guy's a good guy this guy cares about me this guy's supportive of me and like and then there's people that are just unsupportive and just because that i share blood with them that doesn't mean shit to me it does it's a i'm 35 man i i can only imagine 35 is going to turn into 45 to 55 very quickly the last 10 years went by in a snap i don't want to spend this time so when someone says but that's your family they're trying to make you feel guilty but you should feel bad for not wanting to hang out with them that's your family so that's a guilt that's a fear-based decision so it's like oh you're right i don't want to everything inside my gut is saying to stay away right now but I guess I don't want to feel bad. I got. I don't want to live like that. I'm like I said. I'm 35. So time goes so fast. I I don't want to spend time with people that I didn't want to spend time with because I would should feel bad not to. I don't. I don't feel supported by my family for the most part. I I really don't. Uh, my parents constantly are like, "When are you going to do real estate?" Or you know, they they're, now they're they're being better at acting like they support stand-up, but they, I, I've never felt supported for my career choices. The women I was dating, is always, I, n- I never felt supported. So why would I go back to that unsupportive structure? If it was a house and it was unsupportive, you wouldn't want to go live in there. You wouldn't feel safe. You'd be like, the walls are going to collapse. That's how I felt about my family. I didn't, I haven't felt, I just don't feel like them. I don't feel, feel safe and I don't feel supported emotionally financially they're great went to catholic schools you know had nice things but i just i didn't feel that support and i i don't want to be around where i'm not supported can't argue that so it's my truth right now so i and, and you know i may come on this podcast five months from now with a whole different view and all i could do every time i'm on stage every time i'm on a podcast every time i'm asked to speak it just speak from where i am this is how i feel right now so maybe in five months i, I won't be claustrophobic and i'll patch things up with my mom and my brother but this is just Right now, my uncensored truth. This is how I feel. Do you think about them a lot, though, because you're not talking to them, or no. is it not? It's not an issue for you. I have an ability to just to block what, it out. To block it out. It's not even a blocking out. It's just like not thinking about focus it. Focus on other things. Yeah. Like I just, you know, focus on other things. So what's the issue? Is so is the main issue you've been focusing on as of lately is your sex addiction and not masturbating. Re- 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 it's recovery and, and and doing as many shows as I can. 
So building your comedic ability and focusing on not relapsing. And removing any blocks of fear that are standing in the way um, of me walking into my vision with stand-up and acting and comedy and my entertainment career. Yeah. I want a big career. And the only thing that's holding me back is fears and old ideas and old beliefs about myself. So I want to like continue to identify those and let let go of those ideas and, and walk towards bigger. The two issues were, I think, were, were trusting people, claustrophobia, here, tr- claustrophobia, trust, and forgiveness. I would like advice on, Ari. Okay. Forgiveness as far as family. So your claustrophobia issue is obviously an issue that you're aware you have. Mm-hmm. And it's also obviously an issue that isn't normal. I mean, sure, you're not the only one that has it, but like... You realize by if I locked you in here and you kicking out my window and jumping out is a little rash and crazy, right? Absolutely. So do you want to improve yourself on that? Do you want to get better or do you want to stay the same and just I, I do I do, do I just want that as a character trait of yourself that you're a crazy maniac that does outlandish things. Cuz I mean, I could give you advice, but if you're not going to work towards the advice, then what's the what's even the point? I would like to get over it. Okay. Well, it's baby steps. So, so yeah, maybe locking you, maybe my initial advice of locking you and tying you to a chair and locking you in here is a little extreme, but understand that if you need to get out, I would let you out even if I have the door locked. So maybe you have to come in here sometime and maybe just let me lock you in here for 10 minutes. No tying to a chair, but lock the doors for 10 minutes and we watch TV. And you promise after 10 minutes. Oh, I promise that if you really need to leave within those 10 minutes, I'd let you out. I'd be willing to do that with you because I trust you. Yeah, I, I'd let you out before the 10 minutes if you really needed to get out. Okay. But don't be crazy and knock out my windows. Just, uh, you know. We, but I'll trust you. I think I'll trust you. Yeah, with you that. just, you know, obviously don't trust the world, but... That shouldn't have the fact that you got up in the middle of the podcast to check if my door was locked. It's like, even if it was locked, if it you, was locked, even if it was locked, then all you would Ari, why is it, we could talk about it before you jump, go to jumping out the window. Then just br- take a deep breath and breathe. And I'm not saying don't kick people's windows in. If I really, if I really locked you in here, you'd have every right to kick my window in and jump out. But before doing that, your logical step should be like, Hey, Ari, why is the door locked? Then if I was like, I'm locking you in here, be like, you know what, Ari? I prefer you didn't lock me in here. Then if I was like, well, guess what, Steven? Fuck you, I'm locking you in here. Then you should even... Then the kick can come. No, then you would say, hey, Ari, if you don't let me out, I'm going to kick in your window. And then I'd be like, fuck you, you're full of shit. Then kick in my window. But don't go straight to kicking... Yeah, that's the rational way to go about things. Not to go, hey, Ari, I want to get out. And I'm like, no, fuck you. And you're like... Boom, through my window. Then I'd be like, whoa, come on. I mean, I get maybe I shouldn't have locked you in here, but yeah. like you didn't need to do that. We could have solved it without damage. You okay. should tr- be trying to solve issues without damaging. And the same thing going, the same advice can kind of be applied to the fact that you're blocking people out of your life. I'm not saying never block people out of your life. I have people that I don't talk to in my life. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of seems like with your brother, you jumped straight to blogging him out of your life. I'm not saying you need to let him back into your life. I'm saying you need to talk about it with these people more and and let them know exactly how you're feeling. Because I feel like right now 
if you were like to your brother, and I, I haven't talked about this with your brother, say to your brother, hey, what's going on with you and Steven? He, do you think his response might be like, he's kind of crazy. He's going through some shit right now and he's blocking me out. He's being crazy. He might say that because because even though you have valid arguments of why you're not talking to him, you're also being a little crazy. You're handling the situation. Most people wouldn't handle it. Have that conversation with him where you're telling him why he's not in your life because he might know like a bullet point of why he's not in your life. But I don't think he knows your full thought process on it. And same thing with your mom when you're like, I need my space. Don't talk to me. I need my space. Maybe a long paragraph of why you need your space. This is what's going on with me. This is why I can't talk to you right now. When you have problems with people and you're about to kick them out of your life. Instead of just saying, hey, you're out. If, if you do end up talking to your brother or mom, do call in, leave a voicemail on the progress that's happening with that for next week's episode because we all that's what happens. You call and leave a voicemail of how my advice is working for you. So thanks for coming in today. Thank you. I think we learned a lot about you. You're, you're building towards betterness, bettering yourself, bettering the world. And, and that's really all I ask of people. It's better themselves, improving, be open to new ideas, and you're doing those things. So... So you're doing all the right steps. I don't think you need me. Normally, I recommend a second therapy session. I don't think you necessarily need one. Maybe a quick phone call. Maybe phone calls, touching base. But it sounds like you're already doing therapy. You're doing self-therapy. You're meeting with people. You're doing it. But you're doing the right things. Thanks for coming on today. And now let's go have fun at Hooters. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed 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 unlicensed, unlicensed. unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.